Thanks, guys. Great choices on songs. Um, good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Um, it's really good to see all of you here, whether you're here for your very last credit or you're here by choice. It's good to see you. Um, so true confession time for a second. I am so tired. Um, it has been a crazy week, just personally on the home front. Our kids have been sick. Um, laundry is piling up. It's been difficult for me to focus and think clearly and find motivation. Um, it's been rainy and cloudy. <laughs> that hasn't helped. Allergies are kicking in. And I'm just going to guess that you all are right there with me in this. Lots of, yeah, see some head, you're alive. Um, head nods, right? I know this is a time of the semester where you are overwhelmed and exhausted. Um, it's hard to focus. It's a challenge to find motivation. Emotions are running a little higher than normal. Um, some of you are facing the great unknown after graduation. And all of you are actually bracing for a change in routine and location and community and even purpose, um, at least for the summer. And maybe like me, you've sort of found yourself wrestling your own thoughts to the ground late at night. Uh, maybe you find yourself trying to wrangle all of these emotions of exhaustion um, into what I like to call the shoulds, right? Like, I should be getting more sleep. Um, I should be a better friend. I should be getting an A in this class. Um, I should know what I'm doing with my life after graduation. I should. And what happens, at least for me, is sometimes I take those shoulds and I apply that to my relationship with Jesus. I should be reading my Bible more. I should pray about these things. I should feel differently about God. I should actually feel God. I shouldn't have all these doubts. I should not be struggling with the same sin over and over again. I should like church. I should, right? And there is something true in those statements. We should read our Bibles and pray and do our best work in our classes. But normally I think we sit in those should places in unhelpful ways. Rather than motivate or inspire us, they just add more weight to what's already a very heavy backpack. And we walk around discouraged with our lives or with our finitude, maybe even with Jesus a little bit. Or maybe you're on the flip side of this conversation and you're just done. <laughs> you're done with homework and you're done with classes and roommates and decisions. Maybe you feel a little exhausted with God, like you've been doing kind of all of the right things, but he still seems very far off and distant. So what do we do when we find ourselves sitting in these places? And I'm here this morning just to tell you one simple thing, that Jesus actually invites us into something much sweeter than the shoulds, and he is not even close to silent or distant. He actually is inviting us to abide in him. In John 15, um, verses 4 to 9, we read this idea of abiding, and I'm going to just read it really quick. Jesus is saying to his his friends, abide in me, and I in you. 
As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. So I have a picture I want to show you. This is a picture of my parents' dog, Bear. And that's his favorite chair. And this is honestly the way he kind of goes through his awesome dog life more often than not. Um, I mean, if that isn't the epitome of relaxation, I don't know what is. Um, And who doesn't want this right now? That looks so good, right? (laughs) And this picture makes me laugh, but I also think that it sort of embodies this idea of abiding. The invitation that Jesus extends to us as his children is actually, I think, pretty close to this idea. He invites us to truly, fully, completely relax into relationship with him, to stretch out completely confident, to be so comfortable in our relationship with him, that we can just flop into our favorite chair, exhale, slacken our tight jaw, unclench our fists, and just be for a second. To abide in Jesus literally means to make our home in him, to establish our dwelling in Jesus, to put down roots and live there. It's to remain there, to stay there. The song we just said said to stay our heart on him. It's not this idea that we're passing through. We're not just visiting on vacation. We're actually hanging up pictures and unpacking our bags. We are invited to live in Jesus. And more specifically, according to this passage, we're invited to live in his love. But here's the thing. We all long for that sense of total relaxation, maybe especially right now. And so we look forward to the end of finals and we plan that vacation to the beach, or maybe we are just looking forward to finally being home with mom's cooking. Or maybe we think that a certain relationship or a career opportunity or a particular amount of money in the bank will bring us this sense of rest. I think if we're honest for a second, we realize that we tend to abide It's just sometimes we abide in the wrong places. We make our home in places that we think will bring us rest or significance or security, and we're prone to hide and abide in our own abilities, efforts, personality, or even sometimes our sin. We find our home in the things and relationships and achievements and situations that we think will bring us peace. And then we come to the end of ourselves, right? Like we're kind of at this semester right now. And we realize, and we look around, we're like, we are anywhere but home. This particular, in the time, this particular time in the semester can highlight these feelings. When we sort of come to the end of ourselves, we hit up against our finitude and how we, our failings emotionally and relationally. 
And so again, here's Jesus inviting us to abide in him, to fall back into his love for us. It's a beautiful invitation. But we're at Covenant College, and we've heard these things all of our lives. And so sometimes the idea can be a little esoteric. What does it actually mean to abide in Jesus? Well, John 15, the verses I just read, seems to indicate that it has something to do with being connected to him, like a branch to a vine. And how do we stay connected to Jesus? We do that by cultivating the presence of Jesus through the spiritual disciplines. So we spend time with him, we listen to him, we talk to him and we look for him. We look, to where, look for the places where he is at work. But here's the thing, when life is crazy and hectic and the pressures are mounting, it is really easy for those habits of cultivating the presence of Jesus to just go out the window. And then we find ourselves giving into the, the cycle of stress and exhaustion. And so here we are again. <laughs> so again, what do we do? Let's go back to my parents' dog for just a second. That sort of like all paws up, belly in the air, total tranquility, this is the thing with Bear. It only happens when he's in his house with his people and in his chair. He only truly rests like that when he feels safe, secure, and loved. And I believe actually that the same is true for us. So let's take a break for a second. Like literally, breathe in with me and then breathe out. Let's breathe deep and remember that we are actually safe, secure, and loved. We are safe and secure. And what I mean by this is have a seat at the family table. It has been purchased for you, reserved for you, prepared for you, and it will, be, it will never be given to another. You will never be sent to bed without dinner. You will never fail in such a way as to put your identity as a child of God in jeopardy. That spot has been earned for you by Jesus on your behalf. And what's more is that God does not greet you with suspicion or with un one eyebrow kind of raised in disappointment. He overflows with love for you and he longs for you to experience that. He is for you, he is with you. Nothing can or will ever separate you from his love. You are secure. I'm reading this book right now called Gentle and Lowly. You need to read it. <laughs> But the author puts it this way, he says, we will be less sinful in the next life than we are now, but we will not be any more secure in the next life than we are now. This means that whether you finish the semester with flying colors or you find yourself limping to the finish line, you are no more loved than you are right now. This means that whether you know exactly what you're doing after graduation or you have absolutely no idea, you are no more secure in the family of God than you are right now. This means that whether you are growing leaps and bounds in your walk with Jesus, or you find yourself asking deep questions about faith, God wants to pull you in tight. You are safe and secure because you are a friend of God Listen to what Jesus says just a few verses later in the same chapter in John. 
In verse 15, he says, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. Jesus is holding nothing back from us. No matter what's coming your way this week, or next month, or years to come, we are safe and secure. Make your home there. Abide in that love. Bask in it. You are loved. Listen to how Jesus puts it in John 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Do we even hear that? (laughs) Like really hear that? Jesus loves us in the same way that the Father loves him. Jesus loves us in the same way that his Father loves him. We are eternally, unchangeably, unshakably, and powerfully loved. Jesus actually wants to be with you, like to be with you, to spend time with you. He is drawn to us, not just when we are easy to love, but in fact, more so when we find ourselves in misery. His heart is bent toward us in mercy and grace. In fact, it's his most natural inclination toward us. What an amazing place to abide. What an amazing place to call our home. What a beautiful truth to relax into. And here's what happens when we abide in Jesus. Here's what comes forth when we actually make our home in him. First, we bear fruit. John 15, five says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I am him, I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So when we make our home in Jesus, we actually end up bearing fruit. And think of the fruits of the spirit if you wanna know what kind of fruit we bear. When we make our home in Jesus, we become the kind of person that exudes, even in the most difficult circumstances, love and peace and faithfulness and gentleness. When we remain in Jesus, we demonstrate the unshakable character of someone who knows who they are and whose they are. We actually start looking more like who we were created to be. And this fruit is a testimony to the watching world. And notice the order here. We abide and then bear fruit. We don't first get our act together and then connect to Jesus. Our obedience, our interest in spiritual things, our conviction over sin, all of those things that we actually probably desire and know that we need, they all overflow out of a relationship with Jesus. We do not muscle our way into obedience. Instead, we abide. We find our belonging in Jesus and the rest flows from that. We fall back into the love of Jesus and watch as our heart's desires actually change. And second, this total relaxation into the love and security of Jesus brings joy. Joy. (laughs) In John 15, 11, it says, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. So not even just like a little bit of joy, like an abundance of joy. And I don't know about you, but joy like that sounds pretty good right about now. When we find our home in Jesus, when we abide in him, joy kind of begins to just seep out. 
the hard weeks when we feel exhausted and lonely and overwhelmed and just kind of done can still be places where we find joy. Again, not because we clench our fists and will it to be so, but because we feel at home in Jesus. We have access to him and we find our security in his love for us. So friends, I am tired and you are tired. I can see it (laughs) in your faces and you're almost done. So hang in there. But more than that, y'all, take a deep breath or a few deep breaths and remember what I know you already know. You know this stuff. I didn't just say anything new to you. But we forget it so quickly when the stresses of this world pile up on us. So take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. You are loved. You are secure. And may those truths guide us, guide our hearts toward a posture of incredible comfort and peace as we abide in Jesus. I want to close with a hymn. You probably know this song. It's called Abide in Me. But here's the thing. This hymn is getting at something. The reason we can abide in Jesus is because he has first made his home with us. So as we listen to this hymn, may this be our prayer this week, that as we seek to find our home in Jesus, that he would come and abide with us. So let this be our prayer as we close.